episode five of the podcast, stream of nonsenseness, coming in live from the complex, the gomblex, gomblex. Technically, it's my bathroom, really. We've got the half one bathroom, half laundry, half laundromat. We've got the one you've all been waiting for. We've got Liam on the show. How you yeah. going, bro? Good, pretty good. How you feeling today? Pretty good. Didn't go out last night. Yeah, everyone else did. Yeah, everyone's hungover mess today. Shame. It was no good. All so good. Probably be a lot of silliness talk. It's probably the most nonsense podcast we're going to do. Good. Um, <laughs> Talk a lot about art, I think, because that's something that you're quite interested in. Um, so you make art. Yeah. Graphic designer, would you call yourself? I'd or? call myself graphic artist, essentially. Graphic I'd like artist. to be able to go across all sections of the art industry or art world. And try the whole and spectrum. Or at least try to. Yeah. And at least like not limit myself to one specific one. thing. Yeah, yeah, true. Because you've been doing art a lot and then graffiti a lot. Yeah. And then... I don't know, now it's kind of like everything, right? Yeah. Well, my plan was always, I've always wanted to be a post-graffiti artist. It's like the wrong way to think around of how graffiti artists usually think. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's really stuck in its way. Like, people who do graph, it's like, it's really got to be like this, otherwise it's fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. It's Which is kind of poison. strange I mean, mentality behind the whole thing. Yeah. The majority of them. I suppose in Melbourne it's a bit better, but you still get those... Is it worse back in Wellington? I'd yeah. say the smaller town shit definitely like yeah right because it's like your crews and like you're yeah. so tightly knit and yeah it's all pretty like segregated in Wellington at least where, like you have <laughs> there's more beef in that kind of sense well at least it's surrounded by more beef because it's smaller yeah smaller. yeah totally graffiti beef is such a funny one like before I knew about any sort of like you know before my you know a lot of my friends were doing graffiti like I personally. You know, I can't be bothered with it. For me, it's too stressful. Like, <laughs> I get stressed just watching people do it, but I guess that's kind of why. Yeah, well, you go through those stressful years of being, like, half shit. Yeah, and, like, yeah. knowing that you are not really anywhere near anything else that anyone's doing because everyone's been doing it way longer than you. Yeah. But, you see, say you met someone the other day who was, like, dude, like, what, like, 40s? Or yeah, like, he was, like, 38 or something. <laughs> so and ridiculous. He, yeah, no, and he, bro, but they're, like, going hard. Like, they're getting good commission walls and shit like that. It's not like they're... Yeah. But they're still that kind of person of, like, yeah, all I do is graph. Yeah, like, they're totally. not going to be out there trying to... It's, it's a hard one to, to make a living off as well. Like, you'd have to be really, really good at... Yeah, I suppose in a city like Melbourne, you can get work easily because everyone's... I think if you're good, obviously. Yeah, to totally. But, um... Yeah, doing commissions and stuff. Yeah, there's just lots of people who are fucking interested in it. <laughs> it's true. It's like it's like a mecca here. Yeah, yeah. Like my old job at Easy's was like basically like half all about graffiti. Just like people who love graffiti and also burgers. So yeah, it was put, love. <laughs> put them both in. Shout out to anyone from Easy's that's listening. I don't know if anyone will. Be. We fuck with that. Yeah, <laughs> we fuck with the vision. Let's. I build. used to eat that. That. Like what was it like our old burger that you brought yeah, home yeah. on the train in winter and it's yeah, cold yeah. and mushy. You'd be like asleep in bed. Sleep in bed and you wake me up with a burger. Yeah. For those who don't know, Liam's were probably one of my probably one of my oldest friends. Oldest friends? I met you in fourth four form and I went and got a thousand one thousand one hundred more Wayne songs on me. <laughs> yeah, you know me, I, I stay strapped yeah. the <laughs> That was the shit. It was good times. Um <laughs> So how would you describe your art like to someone who hasn't seen it or hasn't? Uh, I always it? find it hard to describe it because I do. I try and do the. I like at the moment I'm on the cartoony vibe. Of yeah, trying right. to get It's like nostalgic kind of right now. Yeah, lots of nostalgic old TV cartoons and shit like that mixed yeah. with uh, places I hang out in a lot. Yeah, at right. the moment, or at least used to. Or so, so I guess it's like yeah, it's like all nostalgia kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Way, way exactly. Back in the day, 
but it's very personal as well like personal yeah. nostalgia but it also like other people can feel it as well well I think I think that's something that is really like powerful for artwork even if it's like it's nostalgia for the artist like it's it's an interesting thing to see mm. like the more personal it is to someone else the more you want to learn about mm. it yeah that's like um on Chance the Rapper's latest mixtape, he had a song called Juke Jam. Yeah. And he, you know, that's a really, really sweet. It's a sexy song. It's a very sexy song. It's like about a place he's Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber on it. Shout yeah. out to Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> he's listening. <laughs> My boy. Yeah. Bugatti Beeps. Quit that graffiti boy. <laughs> yeah. That's another funny one, actually. Um, But it's, I remember he did an interview saying he, he that song got a massive response, but he didn't. But he didn't think it would so much because it was so personal to him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But that doesn't. But you know, that's yeah. why everyone likes it. Well, it's, it's like yeah, storytelling and all that. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, totally. Um, but I also just go on the like abstract vibe. Like mm. fuck, man, it's the best thing being able to just like do whatever you want don't even think about it whereas like drawing a cartoon or whatever is quite meticulous and you got to get like the perspective right and all that shit whereas if you're doing <laughs> abstract yeah just random designs yeah it's just whatever shapes you want to do whatever I feel like the composition art, yeah. composition is all that's what I describe my artwork as just, composition yeah composition's nine tenths of the law doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because back in school and stuff you'd be doing like uh, I don't know like more black and white kind of just like lines and like that was when i was real into graphic design and right. wanted to do graphic design as a job and went to uni for a year and then oh quit. yeah that's right yeah you fucked that <laughs> yeah and then i was like nah and then moved to melbourne yeah exactly and here we but are. yeah uni is what got me back into actually drawing oh really like you don't think you'd be as interested if it wasn't for oh, i think maybe it would have taken me longer to actually get back into it like just illustration and shit like that because they made you they made you draw a whole lot and they had to make you like, like you had to draw all your designs obviously and stuff but, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I hope so nah just google image steal <laughs> <laughs> every single person yeah, yeah. just like that's <laughs> why I left to go <laughs> you've just been handing in pages and pages of google image search results it's just yeah. screenshots just of google images printed out like on like real back fax it to them fax it to them man faxing tight Everything is tight. Yeah, so the theme of this podcast is facts. So we're just going to be talking about first experience, the facts machine. We've got facts on facts. Facts on facts. It's a new item where we just rapid fire spit facts. <laughs> Through a facts machine. <laughs> Through a facts machine, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> no, that's stupid. Cut all this. This is all unusable. This is rubbish. Um, so what's it like being a being an artist in Melbourne? Like... For you, what, what does it mean for you? Um, it means a lot of networking, being able to network with people really well and meet people that you've always wanted to kind of meet, or at least recently been. Like, I didn't know of a lot of Melbourne graffiti artists before I moved here. Yeah, right. I knew of like the classic ones, like Fibs and like Big Boys, Soffles and all them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Soffles isn't actually Melbourne, but isn't he? No, nah, he's Sydney, I think. Oh, true that. Yeah. True that. Still Australia, but um. Yeah, I think it's fucking awesome for that sense. Like, you can meet someone and they you've never known them before, but they know who you are. You both know each other once you are introduced. It's, a, then, it's like a it's like a funny um, prior knowledge of someone, and it's like it's like being someone's friend on Facebook before meeting them in person. Yeah, and it's like it's people can get like surprised or something. Like they've probably met you a couple of times, and then they figure out what yeah, you've done, what you've done. And they look at you like a bit differently, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You can be instantly friends with someone that already not like likes you online or whatever yeah right you like have that mutual respect or whatever and it means like 
had a lot of other younger people come like up to me and want to paint with me and stuff and it's like yeah. kind of cool that's an that. awesome feeling probably huh? oh, yeah because that was me like not long ago yeah you know? exactly I suppose like whereas back in Wellington it's probably a bit like that but it's just your friends just like exclusively your yeah, friends yeah and you still only like paint with your friends really yeah totally unless yeah. you have some random connection right yeah yeah like or there's someone visiting Wellington there's been a couple of real good graffiti writers go through um, well at least artists I'd say like Nelio he went through and painted with Geek and Ed Bats and shit oh yeah and uh, who else John Kay he went through Shout out to John Kay if you're listening, bro. Shout out to John Campbell as well. Yeah, John Campbell, he's the real, real man. Um, <laughs> he's the real man. Yeah, I think Melbourne's, being an artist in Melbourne is a good way to be able to get a name out there. I think yeah. I don't wouldn't stay here. If it wasn't for that? Yeah, I probably, no, yeah, probably not. But I think I wouldn't stay here once, if I got something bigger going on, if I started right. actually getting money off this shit and going pretty hard, I probably would go somewhere more high profile or something. That's the dream, eh? To be just making a living. Else. Yeah, I'd like to make a name here, make a name here and then go somewhere else and continue that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then work under someone, to be honest, that's actually what I'd like to do. Work under someone that I fucking love. Yeah, hard. But that doesn't really happen these days. I remember like, fucking, I think people, people worked under Revoc and, and um, uh, like Rhyme MSKs and the MSK dudes because they're like massive. Mm. And people have um. Worked what does that involve? They're like working under them. Kind of being just like working in their studio with them, and right. then teaching you, and kind of things like that, or like being your their apprentice kind of vibe. It's very weird. Okay. I think that was more common old like back in the day in the art world. Yeah, work. it's kind of hard to visualize like if you're not involved with the industry, so to speak, or just the the. the I think it's quite a loose like situation. It's not like here's a contract. Yeah, you know, well, obviously, I, I would you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. But I mean, things are surprisingly like well organized in that kind of sense in the in the art world like that. Because for a lot of people, when they think of graffiti or they think of like you know street art, they just kind of think of like a dude writing his name on a table and then like you know some fucking idiots in an alleyway. But you know, it is it is massive. It's a massive thing. Yeah, it's still one of the only, it's probably one of the only underground like worldwide scenes that are still people do, like the majority of the public don't know shit about it really. yeah there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of people just assuming stuff yeah which is I think it just stems from a lot of people can't look past the fact that it, like all they think of is vandalism. yeah it's just vandalism they think like it's equivalent to like smashing a window yeah. or something and it's funniest the funniest thing is the difference between the implement holding a paintbrush and holding a spray can to the public so if you're yeah. if you're on the street holding a spray can you look like a criminal like yeah, for some yeah, reason totally. it's just got that yeah totally because like if you're there doing a paintbrush no one's going to think twice about oh he's an artist he's yeah like, exactly it's a it's a different yeah why people do the like the real cheeky like roller fills during the day just like because it looks more legitimate well yeah you just roll your whole fill during the day go back at night and outline it and it's like that's pretty interesting yeah I like that I'd like to be able to try and do that but yeah but yeah. <laughs> it's too much work G. my thing with graffiti has never been about getting up it's just been about getting good yeah, I think that's a good attitude to have because you could, you could just be relentlessly doing stuff just for the sake of it. Well, majority of the time you're just trying to gain respect from other graffiti writers anyway. Yeah. And that's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, not pointless. You, it helps a lot. Like, yeah. But it's, it's not fulfilling, like... For me. It's, it's not fulfilling for me. It's definitely fulfilling for a lot of people. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, it, 
What were we talking about for? Justin Bieber. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he did a little, little bit of graffiti. And Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown has an album called Graffiti as well. Yeah. He's actually quite good. But the, the funniest thing was that, wasn't it like Justin Bieber in Brazil or something? And then they're like, cordoning off the area career. for them? And then no, like, no, no. It's just like the security guard standing behind oh, his back okay. while he was I think I heard the story of it. It was like, you know, police. But people like still getting photos of him and shit. You're like, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's not the same thing, is it? It's like no. pretending to be... He's giving it a go. I wouldn't really even <laughs> fucking hate on someone for giving it a go. Like, yeah, I'm not but a lot of people would. Like, all, yeah, all the graffiti yeah, yeah, heads, yeah. you know, they're like, I'm you not can't try it. But I'll definitely hate on a tag or something that I see that I think's shit, but I'm not yeah. going to, like... Personally attack it. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, like like you're saying, that sort of, it seems like it is for that, that kind of world. You've got to do years of, like, everyone not liking it. Like Yeah, 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 exactly. It's exactly. And it's like... It's like a fucking dr- trying to grow your hair out. Yeah, right. It's, it's gonna look. It's gonna look <laughs> shit. Like growing hair. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, like getting good at graffiti is like trying to grow your hair out. Yeah, buzzy. Because you gotta like you got that awkward stage of just like looks shit for ages, mm. you know, and then you're like. Oh. What are your kind of like influences or people you look up to in terms of like other, other artists or even just like anyone? I couldn't even list. No, it's just uh, like it's just it's a too many. Sporadic mix. There's definitely like. There's people personally that have inspired me yeah. 100%. He's one of them, so... Yeah. Yeah, he is... Won't say names now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's... We he's, can bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> Should I put a little peep? <laughs> I'll do that. Won't say his graffiti name now. That's <laughs> his name is Bleep. <laughs> and he writes Bleep. <laughs> at Bleep. Um, but he's someone that I look up to a lot because he's just such an inspiration. His work ethic's insane. Yeah. He doesn't... That's always inspiring someone. He's so modest. Like, it's he's ridiculously modest. I don't know if it's because he doesn't actually realise how good he is or whether... <laughs> he's just genuinely genuinely, Well, no, nah, not really, but he no, probably... of course not. But, yeah, there's... There's, um, there's something there with him. He's like, I can't even be on his level. Or, yeah. Or his mentality, to be honest. His mentality. Like, you can't yeah. even try and have that mentality, to be honest. Yeah, but, it, yeah, I mean, it's all about... It's, you know, you can't just see something and say, I want to be that. You, 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 hmm. you take elements... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, yeah, I think something I took from him was... He gave me a lot of good advice a couple of times. And, that's yeah. like... And he pretty much was the... And a lot Second, of shit advice. He's, he's the main dude over here that supported me the most, yeah. for sure, um, in Melbourne. And then Geek in Wellington was pretty much the only dude that taught me how to paint. Only right. dude that really wanted to teach me how to paint. But bother. And man, he's next level as well. Both those dudes fucking just two next level for anyone's. <laughs> but um, there's different. I can't really list any other artists. Yeah. Dudes like piano and stuff. Um, Ed Bats for sure. It's mostly people I've actually met that inspire yeah. me the most. I think it's hard to it's hard to super care about something that's just on a screen somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you see up close and personal, it's a lot more, a lot yeah. more interesting. Um, oh, what else was was to talk about? So you've had a couple of shows, uh, like gallery kind of shows. Yeah, three or four or something like that. Four, four. That's pretty tight. You got another Could be one. more. I haven't had one in over a year. The last one was over a year ago. Or like yeah. a solo show at least. Oh yeah, I remember that, that was one. the one at Bang's Boutique. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was good yeah. times. And you got plans for another one soon? There's or? big plans for another one, but it's gonna be like no no setting the date before I got the work done. Yeah. Because that's been the problem for the last four. Like, <laughs> yeah, have right. The, have the date in place. And, and then, then it stresses you out. And then, or like, it's, which is good because you fucking are forced to get the work done, but you don't yeah. put out the work that you want to get. Yeah, that's out. more important to have something that's 
yeah. you can be proud of than, than rather than It's something. the same way that music works. Like, yeah. uh, no one's going to fucking have an album release date by the, before they got an album done. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Well, it seems like a lot well, of people, I suppose they do a sometimes. Lot of, a lot of people do these days. It seems like yeah. Travis Scott and all those kind of dudes, they'll like, yeah. announce something and then... And then it'll just be coming soon, and then it'll yeah, just be delayed and delayed. It's like, why do you even bother talking about? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Which I don't want to do. I don't want to be the talk and know what kind of guy. Yeah, I yeah, want to. Totally. I want to come in and my next plan for the show is to be like full on like fucking sculptures, fucking yeah, so much work. Like, I just want to kind of prove myself with this next one. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, like a a debut, even though you've already kind of had a debut kind of Well, thing. it's kind of like my last ones are all fucking mixtapes on Dapper for something. Yeah, right, this is the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Released on iTunes. And you're going to drop an album at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Fresh. The R&B smooth jams. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, um, this podcast is is under the Milk and Honey umbrella, and my guest today is under the Milk and Honey umbrella as well. It's kind of a loose collective of something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't know how to describe it. It's yeah, kind I of about it with Jesse um, last show. But yeah. Yeah. How would you describe it? Um, it's hard because it was such a vibe when it started. It, it was, was just like a, a random kind of it feeling. Was an, it was a feeling. Yeah, it was chemistry. And we were just like... And it wasn't necessarily all of us were artists or anything. It was just no, friends. Yeah, just, just, just friends that wanted to do things. And the people that weren't... It would, it would be... It's kind of like a little family. Yeah, you help yeah. each other out. You can. Hit, it means you feel comfortable to be able to hit... Like I can hit Jesse up and be like, "Yo, I need some ideas on this." Yeah, and you yeah, text totally. back, and yeah, that's real good. It's a good little thing. I, I I like the idea of it. It's very very comforting to have something. So we've tried <laughs> tried other other ones. Yeah, loose tooth is one that fucked up. That was totally because it was me trying to get like fifteen people into a collective with them. <laughs> Half of them being in New Zealand. And, <laughs> yeah, that's never. And that just didn't work. Hitting them up for information. They need like blurbs for the website and shit. Got halfway through the website. And they oh, just yeah, cop- that's right. Copped it, eh? <laughs> it went fucking belly up. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe we should we should do something with Loose Tooth. Maybe we should call something Loose Tooth. Yeah. Drop our mixtape, call it Loose Tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not super into Nah, it. I feel like it's gone, eh? I feel right, like it's gone. It was the most beautiful thing we've ever had. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this chair is gonna Fall. melt. And yeah, it, it kept um, it kept falling oh, down with Jesse on it. Oh my goodness! Is it melting? <laughs> oh. oh. We're back. We've done some chair maintenance. The last one was not working out for nah, us. Nah, it broke. <laughs> you feel more comfortable? Yeah. You ready to start talking about this? Sexy, sexy stories. Sexy stories. I got two sexy stories for you. Okay. The first uh, one. Okay. First sexy story today. It's a new item. Sexy stories. Sexy stories. Fell in love at, with a girl in a cafe. Today. <laughs> it was a sexy story. Asked her out. Had a boyfriend. <laughs> Classic mistake. What are you gonna do? You should say one two. Boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. One two boyfriends. <laughs> And she said, yes, please. Yes, please. No. Nah. It's not a very sexy story. It wasn't a sexy story. My dad was there. Let's make it sexy. Mm. <laughs> That's troubling. I'm going to put that one down as troubling. I don't have a second sexy story. Okay, well, you just lied, so that's a bit of a shame. Um, <laughs> we'll do a real item. This is the only real item on the show. If anyone has any ideas for items that they can think of, so I don't have to do any work, send those to me. <laughs> That'll be easier. At gameguru underscore two <laughs> at hotmail.com. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. No, but this is the real item. Um, so you're going to go choose a CD or a vinyl if oh, you like. Sick. And then you got to, it's one that means a lot to you or like has a lot of 
memories that are really strong for you and you know can take you back to a time and a place okay and then we'll discuss we're gonna that. talk about that okay right. well what are you gonna do while i i'm just gonna sit in here and just think about why okay <laughs> chosen i've chosen homebrews self-titled album oh, when yeah. was it released 2013 was that 2014 i feel like it was, was it before it was before we moved over here wasn't it yeah it definitely was definitely yeah. was so 2012 maybe we moved here fucking 2013 that's right that's right boy yeah boy um yeah 2012 maybe that was fucking it's a good good album the, the time it came out yeah their first album homebrews a new zealand rap group for anyone's not super aware has beats on the beats we've got tom scott we've got louis we've got louis, louis silk he just chills yeah he's, he's the a, man though yeah he's the man hard um what do you why, got? why did you choose that um it's definitely an album that i probably know every single word to yeah. <laughs> I've Prove seen it. them I've seen them play countless times. Yeah, I think I've seen Homebrew play. Every time they've ever played in Melbourne. Yeah. And with all their side side, side projects as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot going on. Um, um the song dedicated to. Yeah. Fucking banger. Oh, Such what? a banger. I should it'd be cool if we had a little excerpt from the album play Yeah, album. that would be cool actually. Maybe you do Alright, sound guy. Uh can you do <laughs> yeah. that for me? Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> um but it came out when we were all living, like, Homebrew had been a part of, like, pretty much everyone's life for their, all like their adolescent life, at least, yeah. growing up. It was so, such a relatable kind of band yeah. of experience. Every, it, everything they put out, you like, you, as a New Zealander, you're just like, yes, yeah. this is so my life, you know, it's rap, but it's not, it's not rap, it's all like, yeah, I've got money. It's, <laughs> it's no, it's amazing storytelling, it yeah. fucking captures their lives perfectly. Tom Scott is, like, one of the best lyricists in the world. Yeah. At least, like, my favourite, I'd say. Yeah, I think he's definitely different. Him and Abso have always been my top two. Yeah, yeah. Um, Super tight. Completely different people, but like, fuck man, Tom's got to in the same room, though. His rhythm is just ridiculous. Yeah, it stays on form. Um, (laughs) What else? What else can I say about this? Um, Well, well, yeah, I suppose it definitely came out at the time, and they fucking had like a good little hype for it. Yeah, the the, the release date kept getting pushed back, right? Yeah, it kept getting pushed back, and then they had like a little trailer for it and it had like a couple of snippets it had dedicated to in it mm. and it had what was else in the snippet I think like State of Mind or something yeah and then um, that was just like I don't yeah, know couldn't stop listening to it yeah couldn't stop listening to it yeah. um, it's such yeah. a good album because one of their first major releases was a free downloadable EP called Last Week everyone is listening you need to go listen to Homebrew Last Week fucking it's, A it's like the most perfect encapsulation of a week in like the average New Zealander's life and yes it's, it's just kind of you know it's all about like Monday's waking up and he's late for work you can get past the New Zealand accent as well if you're Australian get over it yeah exactly. it sounds better than your Aussie rap <laughs> shame <laughs> we talked about Aussie rap on the first podcast and just to the fact it's just it's so <laughs> the accent's so nasty but I, I think it only sounds bad because the kind of effort they're putting into it is like trying to be super hard and gangster. And yeah, like, they put the full voice into it. I think. And it's yeah. like, and even New Zealand accent and um in rap songs when they try and talk about being hard and stuff, I think that comes off cringy as well. Yeah, yeah, for it sure. It shines when it's not being used in a way that's trying to be all braggadocious and and you know show offy because it doesn't it doesn't suit you know. Just I want to know who did the artwork on this actually. Because yeah, really I know cool. a lot of their um, artists at the moment, Hugo Matthias, he does shit for them. He's the, the man. The, the cover is just them standing in front of a kind of grocer, you know, with the pull-down. Grocery down, store with the roller store, door. The pull-down roller door and tagged homebrew in front of it. 
Yeah, it's fish it's and chip store in the middle, playing classic. Street Fighter in a fish and chip shop. Classic memory we've all been there. Hard. There's a couple of ickies in a <laughs> in a thingy. In a little baggie. In a little baggie. Panadol. That's on the album, not not here. All right, everyone. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Chill out, everyone. Um, <laughs> stop yelling at me. Everyone. I can hear you from there. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's it's one of those albums that's. It's really good, but homebrew in general, I think the music they make. It seems like if it came out now, it'd be a bit different. Like, there's been this whole kind of change up. Yeah, like everyone. It seems like maybe I'm just growing up. Maybe that's what it is. But it just kind of social media and the state of the world seems like a bit different and a bit less. Yeah, this providing for that kind of environment. You know, I feel like it'd be a lot more about there'd be a lot more raps about using your phone if it was like homebrew last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's but I mean, it would be but maybe that's just me being like a cranky old man saying that the past was better than now I don't I think it. the thing that grabbed like that I love about Homebrew it always will just be Tom Scott you know mm. like as far as the producing can go it's yeah. fucking awesome but it's always going to be Tom Scott yeah man. totally I mean that's that's what you, you that's why there's a reason why the rappers are the more forefront of the <laughs> kind of face of music rather than the beat makers like while well, the beats are sick you know the rap is what you re-acknowledge and you yeah. see whereas I think kind of differently about like a lot of Atlanta rap at the moment because it's like the, you, the producers are so much better than the rappers like yeah. as like, much as I love that all so yeah, much like, totally. there's so many dudes that you can get like fucking metro beat and then just have one dude that can it, kind of rap on yeah. it and it'll still sound like a sick song it's just interchangeable like, yeah 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 for sure yeah um, whereas these dudes do it differently these dudes fucking create the whole music themselves like like Tom Scott has a full influence in the whole production and shit like, yeah yeah totally he, um well I mean he he's still making music now obviously he's uh, the the average rap band yep which is who have jacked the name off the EP for this for this uh, podcast. <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever... If you, yeah, if you listen to this, don't, yeah. don't hate on the name. Don't hate. It's respect. Respect the player. Respect yeah, the game. There's some coming through now. There's some coming through. I feel like it's really illuminating my life right now. Mm. Mind if I pitch another beer there, yeah, bro? Sure, bro. Yeah, Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Victoria Bittis. Um, shout outs Carlton United Brewery but definitely don't shout out Carlton United Brewery no nah, no nah, don't shout them out eh? no pay your workers better bro yeah also don't charge us $16.50 for a six pack when in New Zealand it's $9 what's up with that we're in Victoria bro come on what is art <laughs> how do you define it oh my goodness that's <laughs> way too much what is fart? <laughs> I'll just screw up a bit of fucking Frank Lloyd Wright, bro. I think that what? was him. Architect. Screwed up a bit of uh, like A4 bit of paper, chucked it on the table, and then designed it as a as a fucking giant theater hall. Disney hall, I think. What? Disney hall is... He, he screwed up some paper and designed a hallway, is it? Yeah. What? How does it even work? Yeah. What? Yeah. He's Pretty sure it's Frank Lloyd Wright. Nah. I nah, know. I think different architect. Different architect. Anyway, he was the man, whoever that guy was. Who is he? I'm going to find out. Yeah, find out for me. Um, this is something I've been really needing for the show. Someone who sits in the corner and Google stuff. <laughs> yeah. Shows it on a big screen. Somewhere. I'm not in the corner. Well, you should be in the corner. I've always said that about you. You need to stay in the corner where you're put. Come on, man. Type screwed up pepper. So who's the guy? Is he a designer? He's an architect. Frank Gehry. Frank, Frank Gehry. Gehry. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So he crumpled up a bit of paper because yeah. he just needed inspiration for a thing, pretty much yeah. like that. It pretty much looked like that, and he put it on the table, and then he just kind of like drew it and designed it as a hall. So the hall looks like a bit of paper? Screwed up, yeah. Is it a, it's good? People yeah, like it? It looks pretty mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty into it. Maybe you should do that with, with you know, art. You just like screw up. Do a real good artwork and then screw it up. Yeah. And then draw and then it up. throw it out and, and then get a new job. Yeah. <laughs> How, how does art play a role in your in your working life like in what you do for for, for job Monday to Friday um, do the two correlate at all very slightly only when people need something written <laughs> they'll, they'll be like Liam can you just write this real nice or something like that but like, yeah sure but I mean I think there's a there's a there's a sort of parallel and it's kind of the coffee the coffee industry is is really you know, it's it's also a very new industry right now. Like in the last ten years, it's become so much more of a kind of thing to do, be mm-hmm. a coffee roaster and and make nice specialty coffee, and it's kind of almost, I guess, it's you know the youth kind of thing. Like you know, it's a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get a lot of crossovers, but to be yeah. honest, like the co- I love coffee enough to be good at my job, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna. It's not something that you think about outside of work. No, not at all. <laughs> or except for in the morning when you drink it. When I need it. <laughs> um, yes, I work as a barista. Yeah, I don't know. Being, it's yeah, being a logistics manager in the roastery, it's not really a artsy job. No, like there's, there's good. It's more the people that cross over with it. There's yeah, nice right. people and people interested. It's, it's in like it. the thing about like correlation versus causation. Like just because the things are related doesn't mean that's why they're related. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a job that was a whole lot more creative. And yeah, like I've had some previously, but like work in a design firm or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. I was an office assistant in a design. I wouldn't want to do that again, really. No. Nah, <laughs> nah. I've really loved it. I would never do it well, again. Well, no, I did. Yeah, I don't know. I just would rather, like I said, work under an artist or something. Yeah, like right. That. But that's not getting paid or nothing. But no. Yeah, I think. Well, it's Working keeps you sane anyway, so fuck it. Yeah, totally. That's the whole thing about struggling artists. Like, if that was all you're doing, it would just be so hard. Like, yeah. It would just be all you think well, about. Yeah, although I had... That's what I want to be all I think about, though. Yeah. That's all I think about anyway. Well, I'm at work. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I tr- take down so. notes and shit. I'm like, Whoa, you take down notes. I take down notes, bro. I use a calendar, bro. Do you? Yeah, bro. I, I pick my scabs, G. Oh, come on. Yeah, man. Show some yeah apologies, team. Apologies for, for all that was just said. Apologies for the last whole conversation. Yeah, let's just stop this now. Should we just throw this out? I hope no one ever listens to it. So have you done a lot of podcasts before, bro? Nah. Wow. I think the last podcast I listened to was Ricky Gervais or some shit. Yeah, that stuff's awesome. Yeah. That's what got me into kind of listening Carl to Carl Pilkington. Yeah, Carl Pilkington. Fuck, he's an OG, yeah. Yeah, he's the man. He's an absolute legend. That's what kind of got me into listening to podcasts and... Yeah, I didn't realize how fun it was, you know, just going somewhere and you got your, I think it's best when you're going on a little journey somewhere, like walking to the supermarket yeah. or, or on the way to work yeah. and you've got this like little conversation going on in your head and you're like, I'm part of it. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like you're really included, even though it's just someone else's conversation. So this one goes out to all you people out there going to work. If going you're on the bus, G. If you're on the bus, stare at the window. Um, do if you're on the bus, make sure you tag off. Make sure you tag off. When using Mikey. Make sure you tag the driver before getting off. Tag the driver. <laughs> Tag the driver in a photo of him <laughs> on Facebook. And then you get free bus rides. 
you did that thing when you're little when you looked out the window when you're driving somewhere and you like pretend like a little dude was like running, running and jumping over fences why did everyone I do that know. that was crazy though eh? it is really I remember fun. I got I still do that I remember being so in the zone one time mm. like on a trip and I just remember just I went for hours or something I was like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like slides like, over there yeah, yeah, jumps yeah. over there and you're like <laughs> over the road yeah exactly <laughs> And, and so what you got so in the zone and then that would be a funny like music video idea eh? of someone just sitting up in a, oh like and then what they and then there's see. like a, well, there's like a figure just running like boosting and going yeah. hard exactly. that'd be awesome actually. well like it's got their no fingers, one steal it it's our idea some, they've got their fingers in the window but then yeah. behind them actually in the like outside there's <laughs> there's actually a person running like a figure running that'd be sick okay what about this He's, they're looking out the window and their, fing- their fingers are held up and like a little man except their, their fingers are wearing clothes Pants? Pants. Most, I guess just pants. Probably, yeah. They're just kind of just legs anyway. And so he's running, and then he starts dancing. Okay. And then he runs into a wall, and then his fingers smash, and bone flies everywhere. No. No? Well, I had a dream like that running thing. Well, at least that was the only only lucid dream I've ever had was when I was running. Like, I just figured out, obviously, that I was dreaming. Yeah. And then I was just running along rooftops for hours, and that was sick. Jumping like crazy (laughs) gaps and stuff. I once had a dream, like... I've, I've remembered the memory so many times that I can't like actually remember if it's genuine or not you know when you recall mm-hmm. the memory so many times it gets kind of replaced yeah but the what I think happened was that I dreamed that I was living as Saddam Hussein for like three months before he got executed <laughs> oh my god I think you have told me about that before. it was like the, it was so long I'd like wake up every morning and I'd like you know talk to my family and then like Go and do my business, oh my and then and then at That's... the end of the dream was me walking up towards like the podium where they were like hanging me or whatever, and then I woke up and I'm like, <gasps> where am I? My family, the Husseins. <laughs> that was a Hussein. I'm on the run. <laughs> exactly, run out of bed. I'm free. <laughs> That's too ridiculous. I can't remember my dreams that well. Maybe maybe I just made that up. Maybe I just made that up to try and seem no, cool. I don't. Maybe that's some pretty weird. You do thing. that a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> try and impress people. Never works, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Dreams are pretty weird. Dreams are pretty like um, kind of glossed over. You know, you, you don't think about it too much. Well, I guess you can't because otherwise you go insane if you just analyze everything in your life to, to your dream. Well, yeah. No, no. I mean, like the the fact that you just kind of like lie down and then like pass out and then just like hallucinate for a few hours and then wake up like ready <laughs> ready back to real life yeah exactly but what if when you woke or you died you woke up and your life was a dream yeah blew your mind didn't I <laughs> yeah man I think that every day wow yeah this the podcast just turns into like real bad stoner theories <laughs> you come up with your third team like what if the we're just gonna start getting into conspiracy theories okay? yeah I really wanna do a conspiracy theory one I'm gonna get Who's a good conspiracy theorist? Someone on. I don't know. Get Joe Rogan on. He'd be good. About True. It. Yeah, we've got some homies back in New Zealand that'd be so sick to have on and talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> get um. But so- the thing about a conspiracy, yeah, Sophie would be good. Um, no, but get Sophie on for horoscopes. No oh, man, fuck horoscopes and everyone who loves them. Seriously, <laughs> listen to this, and you fucking go and punch, you know, your horoscope. And then you can say, no, he's such a Virgo. He's such a Virgo, and I'm like, shame, I'm actually a Virgo. <laughs> Damn it. No, but what? podcast, I keep saying podcast instead of horoscope. I'm sabotaging myself. No, horoscopes suck. Horoscopes are like, it was an old, like, before they had science, they'd, like, think that the planets were doing stuff, and then people just kept believing that, despite all the facts that they weren't. And people attribute attribute it to every aspect of your personality, and it is so so stupid. Yeah, I you agree. I agree. Good. Okay. 
Okay. No more horoscope talk. No more horoscope talk. Cut that one off. <laughs> Cut that. Cut that noise off. But conspiracy theories get a bad bit of bad rep. They're all legit. No, it's funny that <laughs> <laughs> every single but one. But whenever someone says something outlandish or some shit like that, you just can't believe it. Yeah. But it's funny because the word conspiracy theory just means like, means an idea that someone has like made in secret, like they've conspired, you know, it's a theory about it. But like people just assume instantly that conspiracy theory means like... Fake. Yeah, or just like, you know, crazy people. Crazy people. <laughs> Which I mean, like that definition of it, like, you know, that's up in the air, whatever. But the actual, but the actual definition of conspiracy theory is just like, you know, like the government could have a like conspiracy theory to do something, but it's not, it's not like, you know, about aliens or something it could just be, you know, something about taxes. Yeah, you know, still yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, it's funny. It gets a bad rep. I believe uh, in aliens. Yeah. I think it'd be stupid not to. Yeah. But I don't think we'll ever see them ever in the world. In the whole world, there's no aliens. <laughs> I don't know. It's too hard to even say that. Well, I guess you can't be saying anything with no. 100% certainty, no, but yeah. when you like kind of look at the facts and because you can't, you just can't sit and visualize how big the universe is. Like, yeah. there's no way. It's just like, think about the biggest thing. The time it's like Rick and Morty shit, hey? That Rick and Morty shit. Yeah, definitely. That Rick and Morty shit, boy. But yeah. season three yet. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got a release date. It should be coming out soon. I'm not sure when this podcast will be actually released, but hopefully Rick and Morty's out here. Yeah. Listen to it. Listen to it. Just audio. Yeah, the Rick and Morty podcast. Yeah. Just yeah. the episode, but with the video taken out. Uh, this is no good. You know, you can um, watch a TV show and they have like visually impaired um, audio, and it's when they like describe what's going on in the screen and be like, Jack turns to the window and looks longingly at blah blah. Man, and it's, it's weird, like subtitles kind of. Yeah, but it's, it's like, like audio, audio subtitles. Oh, yeah, weird. Yes, that's like, cool though. Yeah, no, shout outs to people doing that. It's kind of like um, how did you see that thing on the internet? And it was like um, the sign language interpreter at a Kendrick Lamar concert. It was like it's Kendrick Lamar concert, and then there was. I, a, think I did see that, and he was next on the side. Yeah, I think it was a check that was like yeah, like on the side, kind of like a little bit behind, and then. Yeah, like rock into the beat, but like sign languaging it really hard. Sign languaging, that's the actual term for that. Great <laughs> term if everyone doesn't know. If everyone doesn't know, get educated, fam. But it's, yeah, it seems, I guess, of course, you go to a concert if you're deaf, it's, you know, still be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to yeah, look at her instead of vibrations. You get mad, I mean. Good. Yeah, this is true. They've got some pretty good sounds going yeah. on. Yeah. What's the best okay. gig you've ever been to? Uh. Again, like probably just like homebrew or wow, you're really I'm, sucking on the yeah, I know. I'm on a decade. Fuck. First podcast, I really gushed about Louis Fraser. Oh, he's such a great guy. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I hope he never listens. <laughs> it's really nice going. Let's love the dude. <laughs> um, best gig I've ever been to, and why? Discuss Co- with the class. You know, it's like one of those things where we always need to write down the gigs you've been to. Yeah, and totally. Because you forget about it. Yeah. And you see that they come into Melbourne or something, and you're like, oh, and you're yeah, like, oh, exactly. wait, I've seen them already. Yeah, exactly. I've seen Freddie Gibbs three times. He's real good. Yeah, Freddie Gibbs is actually one of the best shows I've been to. Yeah. He's, he's super, like, um, charismatic and, like, really genuinely good at rapping. I think it was probably one of the very first, like, gigs I went to, like that Mac Miller one in Auckland or something. Oh yeah, that's like you know the new experience of going totally. to like a gig and like a rap gig from somewhere from America. Yeah, totally. And like, Whoa, it's and I was on a... your shoulders. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was me that made it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny because you don't think just 
an artist in a room with people that like are there to see them and loud noise like they just sound like any other experience but once you enter the room and you feel like this like different energy you're like yeah, yeah. oh I'm at a gig yeah, 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 yeah. it becomes so much more magical you're probably like just 18 like you yeah, yeah. actually buy beers at the bar yeah, and you just sneak in here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh I get to buy the $11 each yeah <laughs> that crushing realisation like that's when you're earning eleven seventy five an hour, exactly. You wash dishes and yeah. around the corner from your house, yeah. three hours a week. <laughs> Baller, <of> baby. <laughs> but no, but no. The first, yeah, I was, the best gig I was in probably Drake. I reckon Drake was out of control. That was out of control. Like two hours of straight, like bonkers, just. And that was at a good. That was another one of those gigs where it's like, good timing for. Um, Oh, his popularity and like how much we like him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like it wasn't too long after he released that album that he came. Yeah, if you're ready, it's too late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas so, so like, new. Yeah. usually it's just like fucking two years after they've released the actual music you like, and they've changed a bit, and then they come, and you're like, oh. Yeah, for one, when I see artists performing a song, and I don't feel like they super love it, like it makes me not love it as well. Like they might be doing a song, and they seem kind of sick of it. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, because I've done it every night yeah every night for like two years straight so how could they love it yeah hard it's like it it blows me away that Mac Miller still plays stuff off kids you know his Mm. first massive mixtape yeah hard out he's been on the road for like I think like six years straight pretty much at this point and he's been doing those songs like he'd be literally thousands of times doing those songs (laughs) I like it though when I I hear stories about it sometimes he talks about how he gets on stage and like forget the word like to a song and just be like oh and I'm like yes but the crowd knows it exactly you just pretend that you're meant to forget it just do the mic pass on now to the <laughs> Hello. You spend, just do the whole show with the mic just playing. It in seems the crowd. like Young Thug shows, like just backing track and then he's just like, Yeah. Fuck with Young Thug, though. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, my boy. Bitch ass moved by not coming to Lane like, Yeah, I guess that was not his fault because he didn't get a visa, but still. Yeah, still a nugget. Let us all down. Uh, Young Thug, you've been kicked off the show. You will not be next week. <laughs> yeah. Going with Joe Rogan and He instead. loves interviews. He does love interviews. He's, he's a he's a charlatan. He doesn't have to like interviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any other old like rock artists like, old, or like old like people like Jimi Hendrix or something that were like that that don't like interviews? And, oh, I think a lot of people from that era were like that. It was like you know Jim Morrison. Probably wasn't as common to actually have like you release a song and you go get an interview or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, I think back then the media was a lot more. It was a lot more formulaic, you know. You had like, you know, just probably TV stations and like, you know, easy with the bloody beverages. Um, you know, there was only a few ways for the media to exist and to interview you. Now it's like every yeah. third thing is a YouTube it, series and yeah, this and that yeah, and that. Yeah. And someone else, and now there's some guy with a microphone in his kitchen just talking to random people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stream of nonsense. <laughs> Tune in every week, guys. <laughs> but you know, like, so I guess back then. They might get even more sick of it. Or, or less. I don't know. I don't know. Anyone who's from Jimi Hendrix, come in to the show and tell us about the experiences. Just call in. Call in. The phone's alive. First caller gets a free t shirt. Send nudes to send nudes. 0478 399 1. 1. 1. 1. So, next part of the show is called Would You Rather? <laughs> no, not really. Celebrity Crush. Celebrity Crush. Oh yeah, Celebrity Crush is a game that we're trying to get famous in Melbourne. It's basically, you walk up to your friend and you just say it's really fast, Celebrity Crush! And then they just have to think of the first name. It's a brain fart name, kind of like, 
and it, the, it's not funny if you just say your actual celebrity crush. You're like me, which is this. which is hard because we never explain the game. To no, people. we, we just say celebrity crush, and, and they go, make uh, up they think for ages and go like Scarlett Johansson or something. You're like, no, no. See, like, it's it, be like Oprah Winfrey or something. Exactly. Like for instance, celebrity crush. Uh, Jan, Jack, Jane. Fuck. No, you suck. Yeah, I'm not good at it. Jane Jack. <laughs> Celebrity Crush Go. Gr- Ronald Simpson. Ronald Simpson? Yeah. Mick Ronald Simpson. Mick Ronald Simpson. <laughs> he's he's, he's the, the, the least known of the Simpson Check family. him out on Pornhub. Check him out under the Simpson category. Oh, knock. This table's not very sturdy. Yeah, it's held up by two crates. Yeah, we've got two crates and the top of a table with no legs on it. Yeah. With an upside down flower pot with a microphone blue tack. <laughs> blue tack to the pot. So I think it's pretty high budget. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll anyone wants to invest. Yeah, definitely. Investors are welcome. We <laughs> yeah. need some startup capital. Hit up Wall Street. I'll send. I'm sending this show straight to Wall Street. I'm putting, <laughs> putting, it, I'm putting it on a USB. I'm putting it in an envelope. Um, no, you're gonna fly to New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna put this on a USB. Put it in an envelope, and then just write to Wall Street, and just put it in from my, Harrison. From Harrison, and then put it in my own letterbox, <laughs> and watch the money come in. Moolah, ka-ching, baby. ka-ching. <laughs> It's going to be a wondrous time to be alive. If anyone is interested in investing, though, seriously, hit me up at <laughs> GameGuru underscore 2. That's my first email address. Game Still Guru, going hard. GameGuru underscore 2. On your CV, eh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I only changed it because someone was like, it was like it was you. It was like, you should have talking about someone's CV at work that had like an embarrassing email address. And I'm like, oh yeah, that could be me. It is you. Your first email address was just Liam Searbud. So boring. Yep. So bloody boring. I was talking to Richard last night. I said his first one was like Goblin Guy. I think I was just late on all of that. Like I made Bebo. A late bloomer. Well, I was like made Bebo in two weeks before Facebook became cool, and then everyone <laughs> moved to Facebook, and I was like, oh. No, you're not late bloomer. It's just that once you do something, everyone else. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we saw you on Bebo, and yeah. we were like, huh. what are you guys on now? Uh, Grebo. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like Bebo, but it's green. Really? Yep. Bebo, anyone who hasn't experienced Bebo, it was like the social media before. Bebo and MySpace were the big things, and it was I think like MySpace was way bigger in Australia. Be- people didn't really use Bebo that much. I've heard that's what. Yeah, I've exactly. Heard. That's why I'm like... explaining it to the people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was after MySpace as well. Like MySpace was the OG, but Bebo is like. It's pretty much the same thing as Facebook, except it would count your views. Just kind of like MySpace does it as well. Yeah. You count your views on your page and you just take like... <laughs> it was just so cringy though. You have like a little bio and you put like the stuff you like and like a list of the bands yeah, you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would all be like, like uppercase, lowercase. Yeah, exactly. Uppercase. I mean, I guess that's pretty universal. A lot of the early MySpace stuff's like that. Yeah. But it just was such a big deal. I'd just go home and like go on my Bebo, like I'd choose the right song to put on my page when it would play. I'd have Dragon Force playing just like... <laughs> hardcore speed metal everyone's like Harrison you freaking weirdo like what are you doing I miss Bebo a bit should we should we go back to it go back to it I think, I, think, I, I don't so- even think I deleted mine mine's probably still up no I think people got sold to someone and then they just kind of dissolved got it got rid of all the ones that people just got rid of everything I think I was talking to about memes like who makes the memes like I don't know anyone that makes the memes but they just appear yeah. out, of, out of the ether out of the there's meme definitely void. probably a lot of people that do it. Oh, there's, there's no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's just cra- it's weird that you haven't even met anyone, eh? Yeah, totally. It's, it's not a thing you tell people when you meet them. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you do? You're like, oh, I make memes. I'm a meme lord. The meme lord. 
Yeah, that's that's me, meme lord. I should make some memes about this show to get it like attention. Like I just make some memes, like pretending of someone else. Like when Harrison said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick, pick a CD," and it's like a girl's face, all like, yeah, yeah. whole crowd, and yeah, all crowd. just the most ex- excited. Like you know that thing when it was like Donald Trump's inauguration versus um, Obama's, and like Donald Trump's one was really yeah, like, yeah. And I do like an bigger one. It's like Harrison Clare's <laughs> release of the podcast, and it's like really very oh good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. There's one meme in the bank so send all your memes to Ganguru yeah underscore two Ganguru underscore two who's underscore one I don't know yeah you're gonna find him maybe I'll meet him at a party and he'll be like my evil twin my evil twin (laughs) my evil twin (laughs) the greatest man of all time didn't Poppy meet your evil twin in somewhere weird somewhere probably he's out there he's out there causing havoc I don't actually have an evil twin for anyone wondering no Liam is my evil twin for all intents and purposes really my fourth brother yeah shout out to all boy fans <laughs> I was um, talking at work today how I met someone when I met someone with this, like with the name Harrison I never met one it was like a couple of years ago I remember at that party yeah. and I was like very gen- excited genuinely starstruck I was like oh, your name actually Harrison like seriously like spelt it out for him yeah H-A he's like yeah like it's Harrison I'm like have you met him? He's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> way more common than the same. Yeah, he just did not. He's like, can I please get a photo? Today? Yeah, he wanted a photo. <laughs> so dumb. Amazing. I wish I still, I think I did have, it was on my Snapchat, so I didn't save it. Blast. It's not really a photo, then, is it? Well, it's a memory of a photo. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll find him one day. Maybe he was Game Gear on a school one. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he just lived the craziest life I wonder if you tried to remake the email if uh, that one had been deleted so you could make you number one yeah maybe <laughs> number one finally the number one goal in life to be the OG game, game guru, guru. <laughs> it's so stupid so game guru that was it was taken yeah I think yeah. it was <laughs> so then, and then you were like underscore one and it was like nah <laughs> underscore two like yeah <laughs> Crowd went wild, champagne was flowing, confetti falling from the sky. Look, if it's a crime to be a game guru, then what can the hell of fuck up? Like, can we swear? Are you gonna bleep me? Flick. Yeah, we can say any swear we want. It's on the fucking internet, baby! Poop. Oh, you're fucking banned from the show, bro. Uh, uh-huh. Um. Anyway, I think that's as good a place as any to end it. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, see you Thanks, next week. Team. Thanks, guys. Kick a hug. See you. See you later. Oh, bro. Susie Kato celebrity crush. Susie Kato. In this episode, shout out. Shout Susie. out Susie Kato, bro. What do you got to now?